0: Hello, welcome back. It's Monday, so you know what time that is. It's time for another Mail Time episode, which is all about you here on the Paranormal Activity Podcast channel. Those of you who might not know me, my name is Molly. I'm the producer of the podcast, and Monday is my favourite day because we get to hear your paranormal encounters. And this week is no different, as we hear from our listener David about his haunted garage. Now, if you want to report your paranormal experiences to us, And we love to hear them, any of them, whether it is paranormal, cryptids, UFOs or anything unexplained. Send it through. Don't be shy. We absolutely love hearing it. You can get in touch on WhatsApp on 75 27537 on any of our social media channels, including Discord. If you go to www.paranormalpod.co.uk, you can find the link to the Discord there. And you can also get in touch with us on email at contact at Oh, right on time. Here's the mail, out. Thank you very much. So as I said before, this one is from David, and it's all about a haunted garage. His story was attached as a document, but he did write in his email that this is family folklore now. And I must say that this is brilliantly written. Thanks so much, David. So without further ado, I'll jump straight in. It was December 31st, 1981. New Year's Eve. Brentwood, Essex. We were a busy household. Mum, Dad, three sisters, two dogs, and me, their brother. It had been a good, fun-filled Christmas. The Human League had been the Christmas number one with Don't You Want Me, a song we were very familiar with as my sister Debbie had received the album Dare as a Christmas present, which was on the turntable a lot over that period. She was also very lucky to receive a present she'd been hankering after for some time, a brand new 10-speed racer. She'd been absolutely thrilled to receive this bike, and as her younger brother, I'd been more than a little jealous. She'd spent the Christmas period out and about on her bike, visiting friends and exploring the neighbourhood, then religiously cleaning it each night and storing it in the garage for next day's adventure. New Year's Eve was no different. As the Christmas period had been very hectic, we'd not had any real plans for the evening. We'd just watch whatever the BBC served up and see the New Year in. Debbie had finished her new nightly routine of cleaning her bike and asked my dad if she could borrow the garage key to store it, which he duly handed over. Now, the garage we had was not attached to the house. Rather, they were a set of eight garages set back behind the houses on our street that you go to via a side road. They backed onto the local school playing field and were only illuminated by the light from the houses that backed onto them. Debbie duly set off with her bike and the key. She returned a few minutes later, key in hand but still with her bike. She was white as a sheet, literally. I've just seen a ghost, she managed to splitter out. She'd been wheeling a bike down the side road, but as she approached the garage, a woman, clad in black, suddenly materialised in front of her. Oh, Debbie! Oh no. Debbie stopped dead in her tracks, transfixed. The woman did not say anything or look at her, but was, oddly, floating a foot or two above the surface of the road. When she told us at home, we all leapt up, dogs Max and Ben leading the charge, and we made our way to the garages, but whatever she saw had disappeared. She relayed the story to us again, pointing out the spot where the woman had appeared, but there was nothing more to see. Over the course of the evening, she managed to recover herself, but her bike did not go down to the garage that night. And for the next few weeks, we always made sure she was accompanied when she went down to either collect or return it. We spoke to several friends and neighbours in the street, wondering if anyone else had seen anything untowards there. But no one had, except one and he declined to tell us what he saw. Why is everyone so secretive about these experiences? Just... The more we know, the better. On the following New Year's Eve, we all went to the garage at roughly the same time, but alas, we were disappointed to not see anything. My dad, who worked as a journalist for the local newspaper, managed to get the story published. He arranged for the newspaper's photographer to do a bit of trick photography, Superimposing an image of my sister dressed as the ghost over a picture of her holding her hands up in terror on the side road. We all enjoyed seeing that in print. The story has since become a bit of our family folklore, but as far as I'm aware, no one has ever seen anything down those garages since my sister. But there is a postscript to the story. Several years later, I rented a garage in the same set to park my car. One night, I was returning late from a girlfriend's house and, turning into the side roads, my headlights illuminated a clouder of around eight or nine cats, in the same spot my sister had seen the apparition many years before. I have never, before or since, seen so many cats in the same place at the same time. I hit the brakes, slowly backed my car out and parked outside my house. I decided that I would not use the garage that night. What a great story! Thanks so much for sending that in. Your poor sister, bless her. She must be te- she must have been terrified as a child seeing this woman just appear in front of her. Normally, like in last week's episode with Misha experiencing what it felt like to be hung, you know, I guess you can sort of understand why a spirit would want you to feel the way that they did just to show you that that's what they went through. But I can't understand why this woman would materialize in front of your sister who's obviously going to be scared unless it was for some malevolent reason. Interesting that she was floating a bit above the road. Maybe this was because the time she's from, roads might have been a bit higher then. And, you know, the modern road that that we see now and that we're walking on is a couple of feet below that original one. Another story that comes to mind that I've heard is of a highwayman on a horse going over the bonnet of a car as if floating over. Maybe that... Because the roads, the road there was a lot higher than it is now, so that sort of comes to mind with this story as well. I wonder if she still continued a nightly routine after this night, um, or whether she just threw it out the window. <laughs> If you have a story like David's or maybe about a UFO that you've seen or a cryptid or anything unexplained, we want you to get in touch with us, whether that's on email at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. If you want to get in touch directly with me, it's Molly with a Y at paranormalpod.co.uk. Get in touch on our WhatsApp, send your voice notes through for free on 75 And you can also get in touch on any of our social medias. And we also have a Discord where you can chat with us and other like-minded people in our community there. If you still want to hear more from the Paranormal Activity team, don't worry. We've got another main episode out, as usual, on Thursday and a bonus episode out every Saturday. And you can find out how to get that at www.paranormalpod.co.uk. That's it for me this week. Thanks so much to you, David, for sending in this family folklore. I'll be back again with another one of your paranormal encounters at the same time, same place, next week. But something to remember in the meantime...